was that about just muted oh, both. I'm, I'm useless at technology it's all good you're we on there now we got there in the end how you doing mate oh all, all good all good how are you guys we're very yeah. well it's well, a bit cold it's a bit cold down in south end right it's, it's been snowing <laughs> We've had a bit of... it's been snowing here today as well yeah yeah has it oh blind yeah. we're, we're in the ice studio I mean, you'd have to get here three or four hours early if you wanted this place to be warm. <laughs> it takes a while. Which we're not going to get here that early. But yeah, welcome to Facing the Crowd, John. Cheers, man. Cheers for having me. Great to have you. Great to have you, mate. Yeah, we haven't... We haven't um... Finally. Finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's been COVID. There's been all sorts of things. Camping trips. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of stuff. There's always COVID, isn't there? It's no. always COVID. Mate, mate, do you know what? We're, supposed, we're playing a show tomorrow night in Liverpool. Um, and like already, like one of the bands has had to pull out due to COVID. No, no, oh, it's a nightmare, isn't it? First band on, I think they're called like Lake Malice or something like that. And um, oh, okay. yeah, they were like, I think they were like really looking forward to it. Just all it takes is one member in it, and then that's it. Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, even though there's technically no rules, it's like it's kind of a moral thing now, isn't it? It's like if you know you've got it. Yeah, do you want yeah. to go somewhere and know that you've potentially given it to, to someone else? Yeah, well, well, that's what people like us would do, but I bet there's a lot of people out there that are just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm to the show, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Looking forward to this. So, but yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a, that band, uh, White Raven Down, they were going to be on a Bill View the other day. Yeah, yeah. And one of their guys went down, so they couldn't play, and yeah. it was devastated. They was. It's hard, isn't it? It's it is you. Yeah, you practice for ages and stuff, and then can't play. Not bad on the drums and not fucking COVID or whatever. <laughs> so sorry, excuse my language. No, don't be no, silly, no. man. <laughs> don't excuse yourself on here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anything goes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you guys are in Nottingham, is that right? Uh, we, yeah, based in Nottingham. Yeah, good scene yeah. there. Uh, yeah, to be honest, mate, I live like out in the sticks. Right, right. Um, when I did live in Knots, yeah, it was a good scene. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a fair few good bands coming through, but I'm not, I'm not sort of faring around in the pubs and stuff and seeing live music that much anymore because mm. I've moved in, in the middle of nowhere. But uh, yeah, yeah, it always has been, to be honest, Nottingham. It's always had a good steady, maybe sort of like four or five bands at any any sort of time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I'd yeah, say yeah. it's a good thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah you, you played there a few times up not in the menu. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit. I don't know if it don't even know if it still exists, but there was a venue called Junction Seven. I think it was called. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Played played there a few times. Yeah, yeah. It was a good yeah. venue. That was. <coughs> we, only, we absolutely loved trouble, it. Yeah, it was amazing. But the only trouble was, it was um, it was a hike uphill and out of town. So it right. had to be a band that you really liked. Or if you if you were just sort of. You know, you didn't really have a following or whatever, and you played there, it'd always be dead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. if like a big band sort of played there, it was worth, worth the trek. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, totally, now, totally. I now I think it's just turned into apartments. Oh, it's a real shame. Oh, man. it's gone. Oh, no. Yeah. We, we played gone, there quite mate, a few yeah. times with a band called uh, Illuminatus. I don't know if you remember them. It was going back quite a few years. But um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. Um, in fact, I think a couple of the guys in my band know a few members. 
right. from, from Illuminatus. Yeah, good band. Yeah, they were good really band. good back in the day. Yeah, we used to support them, and they used to come down to South End and play with us. So we had what like was, a, what your band well, we used to be called Bates Motel. Right. Okay. Many years ago, um, yeah. we're now called Hobo. We played with you actually at the the Marine Metal thing down in South End a couple of months ago. Right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good show, man. Good show. <laughs> good great show. What was the venue called? <laughs> Chinneries. It's right on the seafront. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I met up with an old friend and got pretty boozy that night. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> it was good fun. It was good fun. That's when I, I think it was the first time we were we were sort of able to get out. So I think like everyone just went for it and got. Yeah, yeah it's good. we hadn't played a gig for like you know a year and a half or two years or whatever, and it was yeah. it felt really strange, but like really good to do it again. Yeah, got... yeah, yeah. Go on, mate. Sorry. No, no. It's just just saying about getting boozy. I got down there for like the first band. Didn't leave till after Red Method. I was mm. absolutely trashed. Nice. <laughs> but nice. I, but you guys and. And the red method blew me away. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you'll, just, hopefully you'll come back for the next Marine. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely. We, uh, we, we, we did like a tour with uh, red method about, was it perhaps two months ago? Something like that. Uh, yeah. Sound boys, like good lads, really good lads. And, um, Jeremy's from sort of jib where Mark and Andy are from. So it's kind of like a, like a brother thing. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. 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 Every one of them, man. Like, yeah, top lads. Known him a long time then. You've known like Jeremy. He's on your album, isn't he? He does a we listened to the track earlier in the car because we haven't familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, well well every night he sort of um he jumped on and sort of did that with us, uh that song. Um so yeah, yeah. Uh they they grew up with him. I only knew I only knew him sort of um since they sort of introduced me to him, but I've been in the band sort of. Oh, I don't know, but 10 years or something like that. So mm. I've known, you know, I met him when I first joined the band, but like um, they've known him ever since they were like kids, do you know what I mean? Living in Gibraltar and stuff. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's, you, you, must, you must have spoke to Jeremy before. No, no, no. no. I'm just, I only saw the Red Method in Chinneries. Um, right. They were the last band on and that's it really. Just, yeah. just saw them then. I haven't spoke to him, yeah. no. Okay, well, we'll get him on one day. We'll get him on. Yeah, let's do it. He'll do it straight away. I know. Will will. he? Good. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Top top band, top lads. And and they're they're doing like so much. It's ridiculous. Like every every day I'll go on Facebook or whatever and like they'll be playing another gig somewhere. So yeah, fair play to them, man. Good band. Nice. How, How did you? Just give us a like a brief insight into um, the five hundred. How so? You say you joined the band. The band was already like a unit before you joined. I know mean, it's obviously ten yeah. years ago, but yeah, what it was was there was uh, Mark, our guitarist, uh, the bass player Andy, um, the old drummer called Liam, and um, a singer all moved over from Gibraltar to Nottingham. Um purely because they'd heard about like the music scene. They thought it was mm. amazing. So they moved over. Um, and then they formed a band called Dale. Um, their original singer went back to Jib and they got uh, another guy in called Tom. Uh, I think they did. Yeah, they did. I think one EP and like an album. Then um, they got me in. Um, 
because they wanted to kind of do more singy and screamy sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think eventually Liam left, uh, Kelsey joined. So yeah, it's just kind of sort of cool, you know, come from that basically. Um, I'd not I'd not been in bands for like a good four years, mm. and uh, the, guitar, the guitarist kept pestering me. It's like, oh, you gotta come and you gotta come and try out for my band. I'm like, I, don't, I don't really want to, you know. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't look it, to be honest, do you know what I mean? And uh, I don't really want to. I can't be bothered. And then eventually he talked me into it, and uh, yeah, went down and it kind of clicked. So I thought I'm, I'll do it for a bit, and then we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ten, nice. Years, ten years later, yeah. and probably countless yeah. gigs as well. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few, <clears> mate. Yeah. We we always ask um, what your first ever sort of gig you went to, your first band you ever saw. Can you remember that, John? Yeah, um, it was. Uh, Human Waste Project, Will Haven, Far, and the Deftones. Oh wow, <laughs> that's Rock quite a lineup. City. Yeah, at Rock City in about 1998. Wow. wow. I saw Deftones of Wilhaven at the Astoria. It might have been the same tour. Yeah, could, could they, they did the tour a lot together. Like always, and, and that band, uh, Far, I, I don't know if Far is still going or not. Yeah, but, they're um, still going, they, yeah, are they? Yeah, they were really good. They yeah. were great. Well, they're all from like the same area, right? Yeah, Sacramento, I think. Um, That's a good first gig, though. I mean, that's that's a powerful it lineup. Was, it, was my, it was my first mosh. It was my first yeah. little mosh. Yeah, uh, it was rough, but yeah, awesome. All, all, like all four bands smoked it. It was amazing. I was blown away. Nice. That's Absolutely. really and cool. I, and I've, loved, I've, loved, I've loved the Deftones ever since. Yeah, like, oh, I know gosh, yeah. like people people either sort of love or hate them, don't they? But I think they're amazing. They're like one of yeah. my favorite bands. I've had a bit of shit recently, and I because with what happened with um, Sergio, like. Um, yeah, I saw I saw something. Uh, has he left or something? Yeah, yeah. From what I understand, <clears throat> it's it sort of like they promised him that he was going to be like a, like a full time member of the band, and then they sort of handed him a, like a contract for like like a session musician or whatever. And he, right. just, he was just like, "Fuck this, I'm off," kind of thing. You know, he's been in the band forever, hasn't he? Now, so so he wanted this sort of acceptance and the, the uh, yeah. sort of I'm part of the band and they just wouldn't give it him yeah and you know he's not really a hired hand now is he he has a lot to do with the writing anyway so yeah. you know he's definitely for me he's definitely part of the band 100%, 100% yeah totally yeah, totally yeah. so you can understand so, really it's just yeah, one of those things yeah. yeah well i hope they keep going and i hope he does great things because he's a good bassist yeah oh 100% I'm sure he will I'm sure he will you know I mean he's obviously got a lot of musical integrity and wants to do you know wants to do his own thing and and good luck to him yeah somebody said that he's in a um what was it like a really really English like uh 60s like Beatles-esque kind of band oh really Um, right okay yeah well he's in quicksand isn't he is he in yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in quicksand, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. and he's got like a Beatlesy kind of project on the, on the go as well, is he? Right, I think so. Yeah. So somebody said, if if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Cool. So. I mean, obviously, quicksand had a riff or two, didn't they? <laughs> and still have. <laughs> I think I've got an old quicksand T-shirt upstairs somewhere with loads of holes in it. I still wear it. it still looks nice. Cool. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> fantastic! Another band still going. You know, they, these bands just keep churning them out, and they they split up, and then they come back, and it's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. About. Well, the yeah, exactly, mate. It's um, they split up for whatever reason, and then they come back, and it's just better for them, isn't it? It's the it's, yeah. the, it's a better time for them if you you know, like the way Soundgarden came back. That was that was class. Yeah, and Alison Chains, to be fair, class Completely. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was I was talking to someone the other day, and um, <clears throat> we were chatting about it. And when you sort of like look look at the dates now and stuff like that, like um, yeah. Will's been in the in Alison Chains now longer than Alison Chains were with Lane Stoney, which is just crazy yeah. to even think that. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, well, when Lane was in the band, I think it was like um, I mean, obviously it was with them sort of like in the eighties when they did like all their hair metal stuff but yeah when they sort of like went pro-ish in sort of like 91 mm-hmm. to about 96 97 that was that was kind of lane's time in the band wasn't it sort of yeah. six or seven years it was really um it was really quick when you think about it but mm. in that time you got like dirt um you know sap jar of flies you know what i mean so a good output yeah. in a short space of time but Oh, yes, totally, but totally. to think that he's been in the band longer than madness. It is madness. It is madness. But yeah. you know, as as a whole, like you know, their entire catalogue is just phenomenal, as you obviously well know. Yeah. And like Absolutely. you know, Cantrell's solo stuff as well. I mean, it's it's untouchable. You know, I think he's a phenomenal songwriter. Well, well, I think I think that's um, you know the reason it worked for me when they came back because. Um, he was always a massive influence on the way stuff was written anyway, wasn't he? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so technically, not taking any way, anything away from Lane, but like all he had to do was find somebody that kind of sang in the key of Lane and switch it so that that was the backing and his voice was the main vocal. Exactly which I think that. Kind of done. Uh, brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Forever an Alison Chains fan. Probably my favourite band. I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. And <laughs> a lot of people, you know, and I'd never take anything away from Dirt. Dirt is unbelievable. But for me, mm-hmm. my favourite album is has got to be Facelift. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's such yeah, a good yeah. work of art, you know. Yeah. 100%. And you go through you go through all the dark and deep shit and then you've got sunshine, like, you know, three quarters of the way through and it just lifts the whole record. And it's just, what, it's what just fantastic. Think, what do you think to uh, Jar of um, yeah, Jar of Flies? Brilliant, yeah, fantastic, yeah. Well, Sa- yeah, they say Sap and Jar Flies obviously recorded at completely different times, but they've got they've got a similar kind of feel, haven't they? Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, fantastic. I think, I think in America, didn't they, I think they released it as like a double CD or a double al- album or whatever? Yeah, but here, yeah. they did them separately. Yeah, I think so. when I think when Sap got released, not many people really knew about them so much, so. They kind of re-released yeah. it as like a double when they recorded Jar of Flies. So. I only had it on CD and it just had both the albums. It was like a joint, yeah. a joint yeah. CD, yeah. two-disc yeah. jobby. The set was recorded years before Jar of <clears throat> right. Flies and it was released yeah. as like an EP. So, yeah, they decided yeah. to... We was, we was I was having a conversation with the boys the other day on the WhatsApp about what's the best grunge unplugged. And half of oh. them were like... Alison Chains and mine is definitely the Pearl Jam unplugged. I Pearl think, Jam one's I think that's too just short. Un- untouchable. It's too short though. It needs to be a few, few songs longer, I think. Yeah. But a lot of people Pearl, think yeah. the Alison Chains one. So, oh mate, do you know what? I, I, I don't think I could choose. Yeah. Like the Stone the, Simple the, Pilots one. Well, 
Again, too short. Sure. Turbo pilots do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, was it like it wasn't at the same sort of time? Alice in Chains and no, uh, I don't think. I think it was after. But obviously, yeah, okay. They only had they only had the first album out when they did it, but. I remember he was sat on a throne singing. Yeah, wasn't he? that's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. That was when they were well young. So yeah, I, f- yeah. I forget about that. But that is also obviously the Nirvana too. one. I mean, come on, yeah. John. While, while we're on here, what is your favourite MTV Unplugged? <laughs> Just coming out with that one. Hey, it's probably going to be Alice in Chains Unplugged, dude. Yeah, he's going Just, with it. You know, because of what sort of. Uh, like surrounded it and like yeah it was just heartfelt wasn't it yeah and there's that bit i think it's uh i I think it might be in sludge factory or something where like the camera goes to lane he takes off his glasses and there's nothing like his eyes are just dead and it's like fuck just dude yeah yeah you kind of knew then he was on his way out yeah man yeah i remember seeing that and thinking oh okay he's not (laughs) there's literally just black pinpricks there's literally no emotion there was nothing there he's he's literally a shell wasn't he just just going through the motions apparently he had to uh he had to take something before he went on that day i've like i've read sort you know stories about like the day and uh you know like a sound check and stuff and um yeah, how it, it got to the point where he just had to have something there in the building before mm. you know he went on and stuff. So you can you can you can imagine sort of how hard it must have been for like a band that were, you know, the drummer, bass player, uh, and like Jerry Cantrell, like oh we need to work, and he's just like that effed up. You can't you can't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah, you know, you exactly can't go to another country. You can see, he's, he's, he'd be, you'd be worried, wouldn't you? Am I going to be able to score anything? Yeah. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah, you you can tell he's he's uh, he's not good in that, mate. Yeah, definitely. But his vocals were still spot on, weren't they? Oh, mate! <laughs> I, I always, yeah, I always thought his vocals were spot on, uh, but, but like you could tell, couldn't you? They sounded like quite thin. Yeah, if yeah, fragile. I mean, like, yeah. They weren't as they weren't as full bodied, but every note was hit. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a couple yeah. of songs that they recorded um, after the unplugged. Um, I don't know how long after, but obviously before he died. But there was one called. Yeah. There was a song called "Died," and I think there was a song called. Yeah. I can't remember what the other song's called. But I, I just had Alison Ch- Alison Chains on the other day, just like on loop, like just on random. And this "Died" song came on, and I haven't listened yeah. to it that much, to be fair. Um, yeah. And I remember I sort of like properly, properly listened to it because I could remember reading about how he'd lost a lot of teeth by the time they sung that. So they recorded that song. And yeah. so he had like a really sort of pronounced lisp and they had to keep like cut, yeah. cutting back on the S's and stuff. And they had to change yeah. the lyrics so he wasn't singing so many S's. Um, yeah. And I listened to it and I just sort of shut my eyes and you could hear it. You could hear his vocals were going. Like he yeah. wasn't anywhere near what he was like you know, a few years before. Um, no. But yeah, you could hear like all the S's like just completely cut out. It was quite interesting. Well, I mean, even, I mean, that was uh, 2008. I think they did Died and Get Born Again. Get Born Again. That, yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. And and uh, they had to, um, I think they had to stop the session because uh, Lane, I think, just kept disappearing or whatever. But um, even back in the day, uh, well, not back in the day, but you know, in '96 when they did Unplugged, he was missing teeth then. Yeah, you could hear you could hear it in that performance. Mm, mm. Um, so you could tell, I mean, like, I I I I can't remember who said it, 
they were like, oh, I went, I went to like a Hollywood uh, party or something like that. And someone was like, hey, like Lane wants to, Lane, well, Lane wants to see you. He's like, oh, okay, like, where is he? He's like, oh, he's stood next to you. And he's like, and he like just literally couldn't believe it was him. Like yeah. he said, he was like bright green and like weighed nothing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's such a shame, isn't it? But, um, Mate, think- yeah, it, it, it's a bit crushing, yeah, because I think he was... Pr- for me, one of the best vocalists of all time. Oh, completely, yeah. I'm totally with 100%. you. 100%. You're just um, phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, when you, like... When you see, like, live facelifting acts, like, Jesus Christ. Or, like, you know, like, uh, the, the Mad Season shit, like, live at the Moor. It's yeah. like, fuck me. How's that man doing that with his with his voice? There's there's a... Um, there's the, the one Lane Staley um, performance that always really, really stands out to me is when they were, like, really young and... Uh, they, um, it was like a it was like a you could get it on DVD it was like a black and white show and he still had his dreads and he had his like shades on still, yeah. still quite young <laughs> and uh, oh what song is it um, Love Hate Love Love Hate Love yeah that performance yeah. is you know when that builds up and it's like I'm he does that scream <laughs> and it's like you know what I mean? Had to be a vocalist when I saw that. I was oh like, God, oh my God. I saw, it, I saw it at my mate's house and I was like, oh my God, who's this band? Who's this guy? <laughs> phenomenal. That's when was it, um, John, when you first sort of discovered like, <laughs> rock, rock and metal and think, oh, I'm absolutely hooked. When was that? And who was it that kind of got you into the music? Well, I remembered, <clears throat> uh, when was it? Watching kind of magic tour um it, it it was 86 the tour was but i don't think it was 86 i think it was probably like a few years onward from that and i must have only been about sort of seven or eight and thinking oh my god his voice like and like you know just the way he was like on the like stage live at wembley yeah 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 and it just just blew me away absolutely blew me away and then um and then the uh, and then I and then I saw when was it eighty two that they did Live Aid was it eighty two so eighty five wasn't it what was eighty five yeah, yeah that it performance was, yeah. is just legendary and then it was the next year eighty six they went on the yeah. kind of tour yeah just both those performances I remember seeing those in my youth and being absolutely blown away like yeah. phenomenal vocalists like no I don't think anyone touches Freddie Mercury. When it comes to, I mean, oh. like Lane Stanford, but you know, full package. Except for George friend. Michael, eh? You know, I mean, we've had this oh, discussion you know, before. You know what? <laughs> we spoke about it last time. There's, there's a, there's a, um, there's footage of him rehearsing "Somebody to Love" with Queen before the, I think it was '92, Freddie Mercury tribute. Yeah. Oh my God! Phenomenal. I've yeah, not seen the, I've not seen the uh, rehearsal footage, but I will it's be looking at that YouTube tonight. <laughs> It's George Michael with Queen, and like he, like David Bowie stood at the side. Elton John, like yeah, phenomenal, yeah. mate. Absolutely smoked it. It was amazing. It was Just amazing. even but, even knowing all those people were there, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he must have been that confident. He must have been a massive fan himself, you know. Yeah, and must have known him anyway. But yeah, def- definitely performances like that, mate. Definitely, uh, Freddie eight five eighty six, untouchable, uh, and yeah. then. Late later on, obviously, sort of getting more onto the dark side, like Alice in Chains and stuff. And I, I really, really like Love Grunge. 
Mm. Like, uh, yeah, we we do. Day. I mean, well, I grew up in that the whole grunge thing. You know, I was like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So, well, well, I, I didn't. I I, uh, I sort of when I should have been sort of uh, listening to new metal and like you know going to corn gigs and stuff. I was like, nah, Alice in Chains, <laughs> Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, yeah. like that. Was, when I was a teenager, it was sort of like. You know, yeah. I did a little bit like into the new metal thing. Like I liked Deftones, uh, Corn were all, you know what I mean? Corn were all right at the time. Mm. Awesome now. Um, so I wasn't really into that sort of, you know, what sort of people of my age were listening to. Yeah, I just kind of took it, took it back a few years. And I always say, I wish I'd have been a teenager in like... It was very you know, short. Like, it was like, yeah, it was just like listening to hard rock, then grunge came along and it just was yeah. so such a short period and then it was gone yeah. the sort yeah. of like the minute Kurt died it it went yeah. and that like, we just got into Pantera yeah. and Sepultura and it was just gone like before you knew it but well, was, you well, know Eddie Vedder said didn't he um you know they were like oh as soon as Kurt died that was it we just wanted to draw back sod the sod the <clears> you know, limelight sod all this I can't be asked with it is actually uh, there's an interview where he just said, "Yeah, we just like retracted, like we we just disappeared, we couldn't be bothered." And I think, yeah, I, I guess they, they either say grunge died when Kurt died, or or when uh, Soundgarden split up. That's what. Mm. In yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's no, there is. I mean, obviously you've still got Pearl Jam out there, but that's there's not much left apart from Pearl Jam, is there? You know, it's, well, obviously with Lanigan, yeah. Lanigan's gone, hasn't he? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. That that entire that yeah. whole scene is just there's no one apart from Pearl Jam and now they're charging like fucking eight hundred quid a ticket for, the, for their shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we never got to see yeah. Pearl Jam because they had the big row of ticket masks. They never fucking come over here, so I couldn't. I could you couldn't go and see them during the grunge era. No, they might have yeah. played once, twice. I don't know. I don't you know? It was always like when are they going to play? When are they going to play? It's not where the big row of ticket masks and never turned up. You know, they were never at Reading. I went to Reading for years. They were never there because mm. of the row. They I've heard been. rumors that they're playing. Da- are they playing download this year? No, playing Hyde Park. Oh, Hyde Park. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right. I'm yeah, I mean, I'd love to see them. I'd love to see them, but I, I, I know now that I'd pay two hundred quid for a ticket, and it wouldn't be those like flannel shirt clad young dudes. No, hundred percent. It'd just be a load of the old soft rock new stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I saw yeah. him. I saw him on the binaural tour at Wembley, and that was really good. But we were fucking so yeah. far back; it was ridiculous, and we were seated. And then I saw him. Where else? I saw him at like Milton Keynes or something. But it was like an all day thing, and I was so fucked. Yeah. I can't remember seeing him. It's like, what have I done? <laughs> One of my favorite bands. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I remember. I yeah, I remember on. the Gaslight Anthem played with him. I remember seeing them, and I saw some guy called Ben Harper, and he was good. And then Pearl Jam were coming on, and by that point, no, nah, nothing. Nothing. I saw the whole uh, of... I... Go on, mate. No, go on. No, I was just going to say, I did see the whole of Pearl Jam. Yeah. Support, well, not support, play with Neil Young at Reading. Wow. They, they were his band. Yeah, that's right. Them... So Ed, Eddie wasn't there, but it was just... He might have been there, but he wasn't on stage. It was all of Pearl Jam and Neil Young headlined the third night. That's pretty but cool. That's as close as I got. But I am going to well, the high. I am going to the Hyde Park gig. Yeah, I, I'd going. still love to see them. Though. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean. I'd be lying if I said that. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to. Of course, of course, I would. Even for just those few songs from sort of ten and the earlier albums that I'd probably prefer. But, mm. 
yeah, I'm not paying twenty thousand quid to go and to go and see him. It's insane how much gig tickets are so expensive, though, isn't they? It's just yeah. it's a joke, really. What do you think? What do you think of his solo album? Who Eddie Vedder? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not heard it, mate. the the only The only one that I listen to of him on his own is yeah. Into the Wild. Really, that's a fantastic album, isn't it? What a soundtrack! Yeah, love that. Yeah. It's just like him on like a little four string guitar, I think. Just yeah, along. have you watched the film? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. True what, story as well. Yeah, I know. One of my mates said to me, "Oh, my favorite film of all time is Into the World." Into the World, and I was like, "I've never heard of it." And he went, "You've never heard of it?" Eddie Vedder like wrote, wrote the whole soundtrack. I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Well, I'm going to watch that tonight then, and then I put it on. I was mate, like, "Shit, this is so good." Yeah, it just it just makes you want to just. You fuck everything up and just just go off grid, mate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then you, yeah. but then you know what's going to happen in the end. <laughs> well, you got to be a bit more prepared. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what a film! Have you ever seen that? I didn't know about it, it, mate. You got to watch it. I it's love awesome. camping. You like camping, don't you, John? Mate, love it. I love Into yeah. the Wild. Mate. It's such a good film, and like I say, the soundtrack's amazing. But um, with Eddie Vedder, yeah, that's all I really listen to when it's him on his own. Oh, check um, out the new album, man! It's like it's got Springsteen kind of vibes, but it's um, right, okay. it's like because it's like a full band and everything, and it's like a really, it's like really accomplished. Obviously, you've got like the drummer from the Chili Peppers <laughs> and like all these other dudes, oh, and it's okay. a really, really good album. Really mm, well amazing. worth checking out. So, John, we'll check that out. I'll check that out tonight. Good, good. Yeah, like you said you um, when we were messaging, you you go camping. Where, where do you actually go then? I mean, is this just like the whole family? Um, you, you're rocking up in a tent, or what? What's the vibe with that? Nah, um, me and my me and my friend, <coughs> basically, just well, um, I I just used to watch wild camping videos, just random wild camping videos on YouTube, because I found them quite comforting. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you find like little weird things that you can watch, like restorations of like old cars or yeah, whatever. And I I just started watching like camping video after camping video. And uh, I said to my mate one time, I was like, you know, rather than meeting up and just going out on the lash and just like forgetting everything the next morning, and you know, it all being a rave because we drank too much. So we can't remember the time we actually were supposed to be spending together. Do you want to just go camping and just uh, take, you know, it, I'm being a bit hippie now, but sort of take in the views and just like, have proper conversation. And you just remember like, the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we like, you know, we took some beer, but not enough to get paralytic. And um, we went to a place called, have you ever heard of Stanage Edge? No. Uh, it's in the Pinkwood Street. It's, okay. a, it's, a place, it's a place called Robin Hood's Cave. Apparently Robin Hood was supposed to have sheltered there for a couple of nights. Oh, wow. Whenever we were around. So, yeah, we got there in the dark. Uh, didn't know what we were doing with all this massive like, pack on our backs. Um did like a six mile detour to try and get to this cave when all we needed to do was just walk that way. And it was like 10 minute walk up. Uh, we finally <laughs> found the cave, uh, nearly broke our necks getting to it. Um, yeah. And then got there, set up, had some food, had some beers, watched the sun go down and it was amazing. And it just starts, started as, you know, doing it. So we, ever since then we've been once a month and uh, yeah, wow. we, we go all over the peak district um the other week our, our mate had found like a, a a pine forest sort of uh plantation type thing so we just went and stayed in there put the hammocks up 
Cool. Just any, anywhere, anywhere that's cool, that's got a bit of a view, and you're not going to get so moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So oh, you, awesome. you're in, you're not in a tent. You're actually in a hammock. You're well. It um, it depends where you go. I mean, the night right. we've camped at um, Robin Hood's cave, we literally just had sleeping bags and an inflatable mat. Um, but then, you know, uh, when was that? That was November. So Fuck, the, it must have been yeah, freezing. Robin Hood's yeah, cave in, in November. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, in, in the January following that, we went to a place called Kinder Scout, uh, which is it's like it's it's pretty high. And we like, you know, mid-January went to the top of there um, and we had like little tents. Uh, so it just depends where you are. If you're in a forest hammock, like I went, I, went, I you know, went to one the other night and literally just put my hammock up, no tarp or nothing. It was just with the open sky. It was amazing. It, ju- it just lovely depends. days the other week, didn't we? We've been having some yeah, lovely weather. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you, get, you don't get the, if you go out places like that, you don't get the light pollution, do you? We get we go down to um, we're going again this year, Bodium Castle. Okay, yeah. So it's just through Kent, just out the other side of Kent. Right. And it's like a campsite next to an old railway track, which got a steam train that runs into these little towns. But then if you cross, yeah. cross that track, you've got the castle and the castle pub. But yeah, Amazing. at night you can just see galaxies well, up there, yeah. can't you? It's There's certain places like in the Lake District and I think the Peak District that um, they're called like dark, uh, dark spots or something like that. And they're, they're particularly good for sort of going out and just basically looking up at the stars because there's so little light pollution yeah um, which i think would be amazing to do we've never we've never actually been to any but there's a few that are, are closed we've just got to get to them there's so many beautiful places that you you can camp yeah we're trying to tick them all off the list oh it's amazing it's like um, we went like, um, like um perks was saying we went last year and like I'm 44 years old. I've never seen a shooting star. And we were just sitting there with beers, just looking up. Oh. I must have seen about 10 of them. Loads. It was mental. It never was, seen yeah. one. It was clear, as clear as day, even though it was night. But it was <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. You think they don't exist. And then like, you know, you go out and you like look up for long enough. But it's like, oh my God. They're fucking like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fire going. Yeah. Probably turned out that it was fucking Russian missiles or something. <laughs> Did you have fires? Did you do your fires and all that when you go camping? Uh, yeah, yeah well, it depends where we go, mate. Um, Don't want to burn the woods down, do you? You know what I mean? Yeah, in 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 the pines where we were the other the other the other night. Yeah, we had a we had a fire, but like in the Peak District and stuff, you can't really because there's like a there's like a layer of like flammable moss. <laughs> really? Like the whole well, not the whole of the Peak District, but like a lot of it. Yeah. So if you have a fire. Uh, like some some twat the other year, I think it was like just before COVID struck, they went out to like a remote part of the Peak District um, and had one of those, you know, those um, like foil, bar- you know, barbecue. Oh, yeah, disposable barbecue. Had one yeah. of them and just, just didn't put it out. And at like 17 acres of farmland was just like destroyed. Oh, Jesus. 17 like, acres. Yeah, yeah. That's shocking. Ridiculous. Yeah. And you think about all the wildlife that's had to reroute itself because of that as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we we don't tend to have just have you know just have a fire where where you can, but obviously, yeah. The the place we go, when you pull in, they've got like um, old beer kegs 
that have been like welded in half, like oxycetylened in half. So you've just got the base yeah. of it. They put two little trimmer steels, weld them on so that it sits and flat, then, but you've got the bowl and you just grab yeah. one, don't you, mm. Sam? And you just yeah, make your fire in that. You don't burn anything, you know, and yeah, you just perfect. keep that thing going all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I've got like, um, I could literally have a fire anywhere I want. Um, it's like, uh, it slots together. It's like a, a little stove and it's only, it's only, I don't know, it's only about sort of like that high, mm. uh, but you just put like twigs in it and stuff and oily water on it. And it's, it's a little bit of a heat source when you sat around, but, um, yeah, you can't really go having like massive fires and stuff. Cause you just get out of hand then, especially yeah. in the PD, you just get moved on. Flammable moss. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Who knew? Honestly, dude, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you've amazing. got to be careful. Yeah. So. so one more of our questions. Um, first gig you ever played yourself, got upset, got on stage, and I don't know whether you sang from the off or you played an instrument or first time you performed in any front of anyone, uh, if you can. Wow. Um, let me think. Let me have a little think. Uh Yeah, okay. It was probably I mean like we did stuff at school, but do you mean like proper like gig where it's like a pub and your mates come along type? Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, okay. So it was the old what used I don't know what it is now, but it used to be called the old Vic in Nottingham. Mm. Uh and it was my first ever metal band and we were called Diosphere. Um and I was about seventeen. And we were in a pub called The Old Angel just before it, uh, up, which was just up the road. And uh, I remember my, my guitarist and bass player going, look, oh, like, I was like, dudes, I, I don't think I can do it. It's like, just do what you've been doing in the practice room. <laughs> I remember him like, saying it to me. Just do what you've been doing in the practice room. I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm, I'm just nervous. You can do it, like, honestly. <laughs> and then we went out there. And uh, I think I did the whole gig with my hand in my pocket turned sideways um it's like Jim Morrison like, in the doors isn't it when he don't, doesn't face the crowd <laughs> I, yeah well I was just doing it because like I was like nervous as shit but like it was packed and it was good and I, I buzzed off it but I was just too nervous man just like couldn't, couldn't get it together but like I mean obviously sang but just like an idiot with my fucking hand in my pocket turned <laughs> sideways but yeah that was the that was the first one we've got first a good one. response though yeah, people, That's what people, did, you, did you take the hand out the second gig or? Yeah. I th- oh, yeah. I think it only took about two or three gigs before I thought, actually, do you know what? I like this. So I'm going to have this rather than sort of like, oh, it's going to eat me up. I kind of started yeah. learning to ch- uh, channel that nervous energy quite quickly. Mm. Uh, once you start doing that and just hosting it, you, you can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn to learn, learn to enjoy it more, and don't let the, you know, the the frustration and the the nervousness sort of eat you up. Yeah, totally, definitely. mate. Like back in the early days of my old band, fuck. I mean, like, our first gig was that uh, place you played in South End, that Ginnery's down the seafront. Yeah, that was that was in uh, October '97, and like right, we'd been yeah. we'd been rehearsing for like however long, and yeah, obviously because we were a lot younger, we had fucking everyone there. Like everybody we knew was there, and it was pretty busy. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not a small venue, you know. Although it was yeah. smaller back then, it's bigger now. They right. they sort of lengthened it, but um, I don't know what the capacity was, but it was busy, and there was like yeah. three or four, you know, bands on or whatever, and we were on second or whatever. 
And I've, I've never, ever felt so scared in my life. Like yeah. leading up to it, like a week leading up to it, I was fucking terrified. And I was thinking, there's got to be some way of getting out of this. I don't want to <laughs> do it. I literally do not want to do this. Right. But then, you know, it's the same old story. You get up on stage, the second you hit that first chord, but you, yeah. 10 minutes before you're going on, you're like, I can't remember how to play any of our songs. I'm fucked. I yeah. can't remember anything. <laughs> and then you hit that first chord and the fear yeah. just goes. It's, you know, yeah. I don't get nervous anymore. Me. I don't get nervous anymore. I'm too old to yeah. fucking care. Well, do you know what, mate? You, you probably do a little bit, but you just don't, it's not, it doesn't even like register. It's just like, I'm going to smash this. Yeah. I suppose if, <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you, if there's literally no nerves, then you're probably doing something wrong, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, um sometimes it'll be like a, like a, a a couple of days or a day before a gig and it will just kick in at like random t- random random times so like how you know what i mean when did when did it do it it did it to me the other day like uh, i think oh we know yeah, it was tuesday and i think i was putting some petrol in my car and it just hit me up oh, gig and and i know that feeling like that nervousy kind up oh, right gig right we've got to, and then, like that's when, like my mind starts like racing. Right, okay, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, it's going to be sound. Uh, um, but then, like as soon as like we sound check, that that um, the nerves go. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and then it's just sort of like no, they're probably still there, but I can just handle it a bit better. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, those nerves tend to go for, for me after the sound check. So yeah, but then but then other times that that doesn't happen, and it. You know, I don't get that two or three days before. Oh, we've got a gig. It just never happens. And then sometimes it like really badly happens. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it just depends, man, doesn't it? If you've got Sam... your and whatnot, oh, you're hydrated. Yeah. Sam got, um, we chased out of a pub at one gig. Didn't no, it? fucking, we had to be attacked. We had to that. be escorted out by police. It was Why? mental. We were playing some pub in London and yeah. we were setting up to play and it was just like a really weird setup. You had like, I just remember it was like an L shape. So you had a bar over there and then a little bit here and then there was like the stage and the venue, whatever. And yeah. um, we had this drummer at the time, lovely guy, but it was a bit, it was a bit feisty, but um, right. like proper skinny, oh, proper skinny fucker, <laughs> like couldn't handle himself. But anyway, lovely guy he emigrated to he emigrated to the states in the end but um anyway this particular gig we turned up we're sound checking and this this guy kept on coming over as we were setting up and he was sitting on this our drummer's kit and just started hitting things my drummer was like excuse me mate we're trying to set up like can you fuck off kind of thing (laughs) but he wouldn't go he would not go right so my mate got the ump and said sort of marched he's like look fuck off and sort of marched him off marched him around the corner what we didn't know is that um, it was like there was some kind of, there'd been like some kind of massive rugby match or something. And the entire rugby team of ex-squaddies was in this pub with this guy. So all of a sudden, this guy's come back with like all these fucking massive, massive guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so as we were watching, this, this, this like, this, this kid, this kid who was with him again, just sat down his drum kit and started playing my mate's drum kit. So he didn't want to sort of lose face. So he told him to fuck off again. And before we, we were all standing there, like tuning our guitars and stuff. And there was a, I remember there was a pool table behind us. Within a split second, this massive fucking guy had our drummer on this pool table and he was closing his throat with two fingers, literally closing his throat. 
yeah. and um, it was fucking horrible. It was it was proper scary. I mean, you know, we were only young at the time, but and he was going, "Help me, help me!" And we were like, oh, "We don't know what to do." <laughs> like all these other guys were like waiting just to get involved, and we were like, "Fuck!" Yeah. But in the end, yeah. like the landlord came over and split it up. And he made us go, oh, we had to leave all our fucking gear in this pub. And he took us down into the cellar. He was like, well, wait here, like wait for the police. Yeah. And then the police turned up and we, we packed all our shit. We never got to play. We packed all our shit up and then they escorted us down the road. It was fucking crazy. But as we, were, as we were getting in our cars, one of these rugby guys came out and he said, look, that guy who was sitting on your mate's drum kit, He's a fucking cock. He's with us, yeah, but he's a fucking wanker. And he said, yeah. I'll tell you now, for what he's done to you, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him later. And we were like, oh, cheers, man. <laughs> and he was all like shaking our hands and everything. So, yeah, yeah, it worked out all right in the end, but fucking hell, it was scary. Sadly, yeah, didn't, didn't get, get to play. To play. I can't even remember the venue, but just some pub. It was called the Squaddy. It yeah. should have been a, you know, a hint to you. <laughs> <laughs> You must have some yeah. good gig stories, man. You must have some good Anything stories. like that happened to you, John? <laughs> Sorry, say again. Anything like that happened to any of you a lot? Uh, let me think. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Let me, let me think. Let me think. Right. So, yeah, not, not, not really like that. I can, re- I can remember n- not, not, with, not, <laughs> not with us. But like an, an old band, I remember being like that pissed that I couldn't perform. So I uh, dropped the mic, went to the back of the uh, venue and uh, there was like a buffet laid out on the um, on the pool table at the back of the venue. Um, and they were still playing on stage and I was just like that pissed. It's lobbing sausage rolls at them and stuff. <laughs> uh, and in the end, it just caused a massive food fight and everyone was just covered in this, like, well, just like, shit, horrible, like hummus and stuff. And it was, like, everywhere. <laughs> and I started it. Like, it was yeah, that hammered you started a food fight at your own gig? Yeah, I couldn't. Like, before before, before we played, I was on, the, I was on the, um, the tables outside, like, dancing about, and the owner had to come out and tell me to, like, get down, otherwise I'm not playing. Like, all right, sorry. And then we went on stage and like I was like, oh god, I can't do this. I'm too fucked. And I remember like clinging the monitor going, ah! and then yeah, just thought it'd be a good idea to just get off stage, go to the back where all the food was, and just start lobbing it over the crowd at them. And they were all like football kicking them off. And yeah. That's awesome. Uh, not not really like uh threats. Yeah, I don't know. No one's ever really um there was, one, there was one guy that when uh, I jumped out into a, a mosh pit when we were playing and um, I thought he was trying to bottle me. Um, <laughs> and I headbutted him because I thought he was trying to swing at me. And uh, after, um, he was like backstage with his mum um saying like he was just like trying to greet you it was a plastic bottle he was trying to hug you uh and you smacked him and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah uh so yeah there was awkward that. Um, yeah it was, it was made it, much worse by the it, fact he brought his mum to see you backstage yeah 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 he was just trying to hug me and i thought it was like a because I just saw this bottle moving around and I was like, and then, it, yeah, it turns out to be a plastic bottle and he'd, he'd come there with his mum to see us. So, 
But I, we had some beers and stuff, and it was cool. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, oh, it was uh, all right, yeah. Huh? It was all right in the end. Yeah, it was all right in the end, man. It was cool. <laughs> that was about like ninety nine or something like that. In a where was that? That was in Norwich, I think. But yeah. So, That's um, awesome. I can't. I, I, don't, I don't, Yeah, I don't think we've ever. I mean, we've had the odd weirdo sort of like jumping on stage and stuff, but not not really anyone um, sort of like trying to grab hold of us or anything like you know, like close your throat like, up. Yeah, <laughs> um, trying to think. No, I don't. No, I don't think we have. I don't think we have. <laughs> What's um, you, what's happening with the new album? Are you are you in the process of writing and recording that, or is it done, or is it not happened yet? Or no, think we've about got, it? we've got. Let me think. We've got about four snippets of um, like riff drums uh, that I've got sent that I need to sort of work on a bit. Um, as soon as this gig's over. We've got a gig tomorrow in Liverpool. As soon as that's over, from next week, that's when I'll start going over to the studio and just laying some rough vocal stuff down. So yeah, it's it's there's nothing really. Yeah, only a few ideas at the minute. Nothing, um, no full songs or anything like that. How does your recording process work? Like as a band, do you all do you all like jam it out together, lay down like rough tracks, all, all in the same room, or is it all layered? No. Um, so what will usually happen is um, our bass player Andy will come up with a riff, um, and then he'll just he'll just put his own sort of drums to it. Mm. Um, then he'll send it to all of us, and then everyone like sort of has a you know what I mean has a listen to it. Um, I'll get some vocal ideas, and Paul, our guitarist, he'll go around lay some, you know, what he thinks over it, like. Uh, layers over it and our other guitarist will go around and he'll send the track to our drummer he'll he'll go around and he'll sort of program the drums um we never really actually jam anything like mm. live it's too noisy man we tried it once and it's just like what are we doing <laughs> uh, how we're in we're in a matchbox we've all got well you've all you've got like eight string guitars heavy as fuck can't hear anything this ain't getting jammed out so we've, we've tried. <laughs> we have tried um so yeah it's just better if everything's clean and sort of sent you know ideas that way Mm. and then yeah uh so you know we'll keep doing that we'll keep doing that we'll keep doing that it's a full song and then uh yeah we just demo it put it to the back and then on with the next one Uh, sometimes i'll get like full songs sometimes i'll get snippets um it just depends Wow, that's, um, that's really interesting way of doing it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we are going to try um, me going in and just completely singing a song and then everybody sort of writing to that. Right, see right. If that wow, um, that's different. Yeah, um, you know, but usually the process is, you know, our bass player, our bass player will write a riff and then he'll put bass to it drums send it on so it's you know you can hear the idea and then yeah everyone just puts their little bits to it and then we demo it and on to the next one that's usually the way it works 
that's that's really different. It's, I love I love like um like speaking to people about like the different recording processes and that that whole kind of vibe. You know, it's, mm-hmm. everyone's got a different way of doing it. You know, I was reading about um I was reading about the new placebo album today, and the way they done that was they started with the album cover, then they chose all the song titles. They literally did this thing whole thing backwards, which I thought was yeah. just a really interesting way of doing it. You know, just yeah, well, um, yeah, you're giving you you know you. You've got the the base idea then, haven't you? Something to go off, something to write to, even if it is just visual or or a, a, a name. Mm. Well, you know, rather crazy. than having a riff, you've got some. You know, you've got an album cover to. Who done the artwork that. for uh, World on Fire? That's awesome. Uh, it was uh, it was a guy. It was a Greek guy called oh, I can't remember his name, but he's he's awesome. It's like so good. He does like he does loads of stuff. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Now, but yeah, the, um, our, our guitarist actually sort of just randomly messaged him. Was just like, "Do you want to? You want to do it for us? We like your artwork." And he was like, "Yeah, sure, no worries." And like came up with that. Brilliant, nice. yeah, yeah, it's That's great a, artwork. Yeah. Stroke yeah, of luck. Yeah. And yeah, well, I, I, I must remember to bag one of those t-shirts before they all go because i think there's a few sat in the merge that because i really do like that you mean the, the guy that's holding the the, the earth in on fire yeah 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 yeah, yeah my mate my cool. mate at the uh marine metal donkey <laughs> he was so pissed he was like i want i want the 500 the 500 um t-shirt 100 yeah. i went well, go and get one then he was like all right and he was pissed and he had a shirt on he was hammered and he took off his shirt put it on your merch yeah. stall put the t-shirt yeah. on and walked off and just left his shirt there and it was like a 60 quid shirt <laughs> he was in the cab on the way home and he was like i left my shirt on the merch table <laughs> you idiots <laughs> what's, it, what's the shirt i'll have a look through for you <laughs> i'd have to look at the pictures before it would still be there <laughs> Good, that'd yeah, be hilarious if you got that shirt back <laughs> his missus was like you've come home in the in the rock t-shirt and where's your shirt He's like, oh, I left it at the gig. Oh, mate, I'd love to find that for you. I really would. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find some pictures before he bought the 500 t-shirt and see what one yeah. it was. Or I'll ask yeah. him anyway. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll, I'll t- it's probably there, isn't it? It's probably just sitting in there. Someone probably thinks he's one of the bands or something. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. So do, well, at least, at least he walked away with a shirt. A that's true. Shirt. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him walk away in much less. So yeah, <laughs> especially after <laughs> that much booze. <laughs> the um, the lyrics that you 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 write you wrote for World on Fire they're quite bleak, aren't they? When it's like an intense lyrics about you know like the demise of Earth and what it, what we've done to the nature and all that is yeah. Yeah. You, are you constantly angry about that when you when you do the new songs for the new album? Have you got you know the same no, sort of vibe? You... Um, yeah, do you, no. Do you know um, as you were saying before about like placebo? How they did um, everything sort of we, we, before we sat down and even um, wrote a note for World on Fire. We had like a, a like a concept, you know what I mean? A concept of like right, um, and usually the guy that sort of comes up with all that is our guitarist mark um so he helps me write the lyrics um 
So a world on fire was more his his um, concept. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like, um, like I like. I mean, if I went through it, there's bits that I've written and bits that he's written that we've sort of spliced together. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's quite a, a a dark song type thing. But I think the whole album's like sort of quite dark uh, in like sort of lyrical content, definitely. Um, Nothing wrong with that. I mean, Cross no, and Chains weren't exactly writing about the fucking, you know. Well, they did sing about sunshine, actually. I don't know where I was going with that. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Everything they sunshine. sung was about drugs. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, it was uh, that sort of time when, um, you know, I think I think we were we were all sort of thinking, oh, like the world's fucked type thing. So an album about it you know what i mean yeah and everything that's fucking it <laughs> yeah the next album will be about fucking russia and the ukraine yeah well no i've kind of, <laughs> I've kind of said i've kind of said let's let's not at the time uh i, I said let's not write about like covid or anything like that because every fucker will be doing it you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah um or if we do make it not as apparent you know Write about COVID, be angry about it, but sort of code it up a little bit so people, you know what I mean, don't really yeah. know. Yeah, like, like I said, there'll be loads of angry bands wanting to sing about COVID. There'll be loads of angry bands wanting to sing about the fact that we were restricted. Uh, you know what I mean? There'll be loads of bands wanting to be angry at the fact that um, Russia have invaded Ukraine. You know what I mean? And, you know, they're all massive subjects that, you know, you could get fucking pissed off at, but... Mm. I'm, probably try and leave that to them and try and come up with another concept a, a dark concept or something i don't know it's got to yeah. be it's got to be different. yeah i mean there's like i mean I was, I was reading the other day there's like i mean i i don't know of many but the only one i can think of for example is um ginger they're they are actually ukrainian aren't they yeah yeah and they yeah, cancelled right. their whole tour and they've gone out there to help so you know which is yeah. which is pretty cool yeah. yeah no it is cool i've um yeah ginger is sick Great band. Oh, yeah. Great band. Her I've vocals. Never wow. Never no. seen them live. I've never Great seen band. them live. Yeah. And she, like, like, uh, she does the singy scream thing, like, really well. So well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was, they, there's something on YouTube of her singing. I can't remember what song it is, but it's like she does the whole song in one take. And it's like, and she's holding a cat just singing like this. She does one. I've seen, one, it. I've seen, you've it, seen yeah. it. She just yeah, does that whole yeah. song in one take. It's like. Yeah. Fuck me! It's insane how good her voice is. Were, were they? Were they? Did they? Um, you know, like you said, they've um, gone. You know, quit the tour and gone to the the um, what front line or the? Oh, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, but you know, I right. they. Well, I just saw an advert come up and they said like we're, we're cancelling the rest of the tour because we we want we need to help our country kind of thing. So where was the tour? Was it in America or? I don't know. I don't know to be honest with you. But, uh... No, crazy good band though. Awesome. Yeah, they are great, aren't they? Yeah. What about do you like Spirit Box? I've seen them do a similar thing where she just sings a whole song with all the screaming and everything. It's like fuck. Uh, you Same. know what? I've not. I've, I've heard of Spirit Box, but mm. I've never uh, actually heard them. Right, right. It's a good album. Similar, yeah. Similar yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Right. Another one I'll check out tonight. Yeah. Eddie Spirit Box. Two very different albums, but both worth yeah. li- worth listening to. And then tomorrow you got the new Mashuga album to check out. Oh well, my lot, of, my lot will all be 
like onto that. So yeah, that'll hundred percent. That'll be on in the van on the way down to the gig tomorrow. Yeah, you know it will. It's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> judging from the they're, singles, they're, they're definitely. Um, they're definitely. Meshuggah are definitely one of the bands that sort of influenced our sound um, a fair bit from a, from a you know from from those guys sort of point. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, they love Meshuggah. We think it's, think they're amazing. Oh yeah, especially yeah. my guitarist. Steve loves Meshuggah too. Nice. What did I have on in the car on the way over here? Do you remember? Five hundred. Oh no, you had um before the five hundred. Before the five hundred, you had on. I forgot. Oh, Christ. What was it? No, it was The Haunted. Oh, The Haunted. Yeah, of course it was. The Haunted ah, The Haunted made me do it. Yeah. Yeah. Great I, band. I, I never really when listened I, when to I used to work at a pub in Nottingham, The Old Angel, and they played there, like, loads of times. And I can just remember, uh, yeah, I remember seeing them play to sort of, like, not that many people. Mm. What, what's the lead singer's name? Can't remember. Um... Christ knows. <clears throat> I forgot, but yeah, a couple of the guys in my band sort of like know him to talk to and stuff. They're Swede. Are they Swedish or some of them are Swedish? Or... I think Swedish, yeah. Yeah, because they've got that kind of inflamed sound going on, haven't they? I mean, I listened to that album years ago, but you said they've got loads of albums. Yeah, I was looking on their discography. I thought that was their only album. There's tons of them, but I, wow. I just, we, I went to see them with support Nile. In oh, yeah, right, yeah. the the dome in London, what's that? Where's that? The dome? I can't remember. But um, yeah, Nile and the Haunted. We went to see, and they were awesome. Yeah, heavy. But I, but I didn't I didn't follow them into the next albums though. I didn't. They've got more, I, but I didn't still, really hear around? it. The Haunted are they still don't, around? Don't know. Apparently so, but. Well, up Pete, until quite recently. Peter Dolvin, isn't it? Peter Dolvin. Pete Dolvin. Right, right. Is that it? He's the lead singer. Where did they come from? Some some like big influential band split up or, or was it like was it like a couple <laughs> of the guys who originally were in In Flames or something like that? I think they were before no, In Flames, I, I know, weren't they? I know what you mean. It they was uh, no. no. It was uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, they were. When, I swear it was the lead singer that was in like a biggish band, right? And then right. He, he he was in the Haunted. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, no, good stuff. Anyway, I love that sort of Swedish, dirty, fast. What was you going to say? Against. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw them. Where did we see them? We saw them at a festival. Download. And they were like they were they looking, were on after the headliner. In yeah, the, the headliner's finished, and then at the gates are on like in a tent and like at midnight. Oh, it was fucking insane. Was good. And there, uh, I don't know how new it is now, but some someone had it. Uh, someone had it on the other day, and they were like, "Oh, it's at the gates." Mm. Like, and I was like, "What?" Like, new stuff is like, Whoa. like it's not that long ago. It still yeah. sounds ripping. Yeah, I think they had an album out like well, pre- well, it must have been before lockdown, but yeah, maybe two, three years ago they had a new album out. Yes. The war within, or something, something like that, something not, about war. Not changed a bit. The sound hates. <laughs> You're not going to bed tonight. You've got too much to listen to. Oh, mate. <laughs> I can well, stay up. It's all good. Very basic question here, but I, I just wanted to ask where the name the 500 come from because I don't know. Question. I just wanted to ask that. It's pretty boring <laughs> and basic, but I want to know. <laughs> so uh, basically, we played a show 
Um, and some someone described our sound as it sounds like 500 people on stage rather than like five. Oh, cool. Ah. So we were like, right, okay, sound. We're the 500 then. What were you called before that? The 400. <laughs> we were we were called Dayor. Oh, okay. D-A- D-A-O-R, which is named after a kebab shop in Gibraltar. Nice. <laughs> Classic. Everyone likes a kebab. Everyone likes a kebab. That's brilliant. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and we when I joined the band, it was kind of like a, a, a you know a turning point. So we we literally just tried to obviously we were changing our sound because it wasn't just like a screamy band anymore. It was gonna have melodic elements added to it. Yeah. We just thought, you know what? No one can pronounce the name. No one really knows what it is. Is it? A, is it a fucking word? Sack it off and let's just call ourselves something else. <laughs> Sack it off. Yeah, the five hundred is better. Is it a word? Yeah. No, it's a fucking kebab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I like it me? though. It's a good name. You're like, what's your band? Dow or Day or Day? Like, just don't even try. We're changing the name next month anyway. So it's a good name. Yeah, five hundred. No. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I mean, I'm not. There was there was a few. Oh god, there was a few. Uh, There's a few shit names thrown into the hat with the 500, and then I think in the end we just all yeah decided on the 500. It was the best sounding name. It's always uh, hard, isn't it? Because a band, a name that sounds good to you might sound shit to other people. Exactly. You know, I mean? yeah. you know yeah. my band's called Hobo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but do I think that's pretty. Do you remember when um, was her? Or uh, Hobo or Obo? Hobo, yeah. Like, yeah, like an American tramp, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, but I, think that, I think that's fucking cool, though. Oh, cool. Well, there you go. So, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you remember when we um, did that podcast with um, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Disorder. Yeah. And he said to you, Are you a hobo? <laughs> you know are you an actual hobo and he's like <laughs> no i don't know how to answer no it's like no just that's just what we called the band <laughs> what what's the what's the meaning of the the reason behind the name well we kind of we were called Bates Motel we had all these sort of changes like I said our drummer emigrated and stuff and we sort of everyone was getting married and getting houses and kids and we stopped doing stuff for quite a long time and then we decided to do it again we all got back together different lineup uh, and we were like we're going to play any of the Bates Motel stuff and we were like now let's just start writing a new set like new songs and stuff and then it just and the drummer we had at the time was like I've always wanted to be in a band called Hobo so we were like all right then yeah we'll, we'll just we'll just use that just as easy as that really so cool yeah, and it's just yeah. been that ever since. Uh, yeah, it's all good fun. <laughs> Are you a hobo? <laughs> I'm going to check you guys out as well. Please do. I'd love to think that you'd listen to us. But uh, we've got a couple know. of songs on on our facing the crowd instrument. We a couple of videos of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we've got an album on Spotify and you know Apple Music and all that, all that jazz. Cool. Um, I'm going to yeah. add it to that list, mate. Cool. Yeah, please do. It's called Roots of the South. Yeah, we're not so as, it, uh, it, we're not as is, it like, is it Southern Groove then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Mate, Definitely. Love, love all that shit. Anyway, like, yeah, like we've, um, we've got a lot of influences, but like you know the corrosion stuff and the down stuff. That's probably where we're coming from. Down, Caius, mate, yeah. all, all that stuff. Like, love it from like 
Yeah, my, sing- my singer's got Caius tattooed on his arm. Has he? <laughs> yeah. Good. But yeah, that's, that's kind of that's the music we all loved. So the Bates Motel yeah. thing at the time, we were getting sort of like Kill Switch Engage had just come out and all that kind of stuff had come out and. We started yeah. writing stuff like that, and we had our drummer at the time was like doing all like the double kick and all that, and we were getting heavier and heavier. But and we got some good gigs, you know. We played Bloodstock in two thousand three and like, different awesome. bits and pieces yeah. like that. But then, like I say, like life got in the way and it kind of fizzled out. So you know, and now we just we just do it because we love playing music, you know, and it's and, and drinking beer and drinking beer, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Hey, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, COC, mate, love COC, amazing. Like, if yeah. it's that, like, we, mate, we were sat around that um, campfire the other night just listening to Crowbar. Like, yeah, oh, well, the new album. Uh, yeah, no, we were listening to, um, what's the one with, uh, to build a mountain takes a long, long time. Oh, is, that, is that Sonic <laughs> Excess in its purest form? There you go, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that did really sound like it. So. With those guitar harmonies, <laughs> that down, down, down. Yes. Fuck me. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I saw them on that tour at the Underworld and they came out and they, and this was before that album had come out. They came out yeah. and they played those guitar harmonies as the intro. <laughs> and I swear to God, I nearly shit myself. But, mate. And then I met Kirk after, you know, we, we were chatting to him. He was just, wandering about and like you sign my ticket and all this kind of stuff but what a lovely yeah, guy yeah a lot, a lot of those boys do though you know you know like all the Dan lot and um you know Pepper Keenan and, and yeah like yeah. You know, whenever Dan play like you'll always bump into Jimmy Bauer yeah 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 we we've, always we've, bump into Pepper we've, Keenan we've chatted to we've done a one of our first first podcasts was with, was with um Jimmy yeah and that was yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. you know yeah yeah even though we, we were both drunk we were because hammered. Jimmy was going to come on, and then we wasn't ready. And then Jimmy fucked off to for to Popeyes, wasn't it? Yeah, to get some food. And then he it? like we we thought he wasn't going to come on, and we was, it was Friday yeah. night. It was just kind of was it during the lockdown? But we were allowed to see each other in postcodes. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, but we were just like, yeah. well, I don't think he's going to come on, so it's Friday night. Let's just drink. And we've drunk, listened to music for about four or five hours, and then suddenly we got a message saying, right, I'm ready. And we were like, like, oh shit, fuck. we're like pissed. <laughs> We just went on. It was well funny. It was that, hilarious. That, does that video exist? Did you put it up? Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't put the full video up, but the podcast, yeah, the podcast is, up. is up. Yeah, we oh, need we need to put the full video up. But I yeah. keep saying that, or we're rubbish. Yeah, at doing that. all those southern boys though. Like, like um, I've got a friend who like knows uh, like the the I eight God lot like quite well. We're, we've done Mike Williams as well. Yeah, we've, we've had him on as well. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. He was great. He's yeah. such a nice guy to chat to, like just so yeah. chilled. And you wouldn't awesome. think it to listen to his vocals, would you? You wouldn't think. No, you'd think he was proper angry, but he was so mellow, wasn't he? Yeah, he was wicked. Who else? We've done Rex as well from obviously Pantera and Down. We chatted to him. He's, oh, the, only, right, yeah. he's the only guy we've chatted to who would not come on the video. He, he was like, I don't want to come on the video. I just want to talk. And you know what? It was like two hours and he did not stop. He, t- he spoke about everything. He spoke about depression. He spoke about losing yeah. dime. He literally opened yeah. up, didn't he? It was great. Awesome. Everyone's great. comes on. Yeah. Awesome. So is that just audio then on your YouTube That's just all, all, it's, it's audio on, yeah, it's on YouTube and it's on oh, Spotify. Yeah. It's on Apple Music. Mate, I'm going to listen yeah. to those albums and I'm going to subscribe to your YouTube channel so i can like watch all the videos because I, I want to see that pissed up jimmy Bauer on that oh one. that is so funny 
He's just got like these cocktails. He's constantly smoking fags. Yeah, we've got a couple of videos that <laughs> clips on uh, on our Insta on facing the crowd of Jimmy just talking about getting a shotgun for anyone that comes near his car and stuff. Because <laughs> there was all these <laughs> riots and people were trashing cars, and he just wasn't having it. Right, no. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you a wacky question that we ask everyone. Oh, I love this question. Go on. You've got to send one song into space, only one. Yes. This is going to be the only song anyone out there is going to hear in the universe. It could be anything you want. Your favourite song, best song, the best song you think it should be put out there. Only one. Go for it. And you will be Uh, taking your time because everyone else does. Uh, uh, God, I don't know. Oh, nearly. Um, <laughs> I love this question. It's one of my favourites. Funny thing is, though, I don't even know what mine would be. Mm. Struggle. Apparently, according to the Daily Mail, the greatest guitar riff of all time, or greatest song of all time, according to yeah. the Daily Mail today, and I know this because my mum told me, the greatest Why? song of all time is Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. So there you go. Now you know. Uh, thing is, I love GNR, but I'm sick of that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would... What's... Um, I sent a pilot, a pilot. I sent a pilot to do. Oh, it was slow burn, wasn't it? Slow burn. There yeah. you go. It was burn. only an EP, wasn't it? Yeah, cracking though. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. That's what you're sending out there. Yeah, I love that because that's like so. (laughs) What would your song be though, Sam? I don't know. Don't ask me that. I'd have to really think. I'm putting you. Come on. You know when you think about it, there's loads of songs that you'd want to send. You know what I mean? I'd really struggle. Like still of the night, White Snake. Boom. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. The guitar solo at the at the end of that, or the you know, the big guitar solo is just outstanding, isn't it? It's just White another Snake. level of guitar solo. The thing I like about Whitesnake is that one of those bands that, as they got older and as Coverdale got older, they tuned lower. Yeah. So they, so at festivals, they just sound like heavier. I remember yeah. seeing him playing Still of the Night. And because, obviously, he's like 70 summer, isn't he? Mm, at uh, least we can't, he obviously can't you know anymore like um they've obviously detuned it so like the still of the night riff like detuned just sounded heavy as fuck it was oh, ace. But it did. and he just obviously sang it lower but still great you know what i mean yeah great. yeah we've seen them twice at download white snake yeah, yeah. and they were amazing <laughs> yeah yeah yes. hot sunny day that's what Guns N' Roses need to do now. They need to start tuning lower and lower so Axel can still hit the notes. Yeah, he's not doing. He's not. He's he's not great, is he? He's lost it a bit, hasn't he? It's a real shame. Yeah, well, I saw some footage, and it seemed you know, like you know how he used to sound like someone described him as like he used to sound like a buzz saw, didn't he? Yeah, you know, like that kind of rasp behind his. But I saw some footage, and he was just falsetto in it. Yeah, yeah. They're going like. Ah! You know what I mean? Like putting that rasp behind it. And I think he's kind of, he's lost it, hasn't he, a bit? Yeah. And when he's, he's still running around the stage, but like, 
Sometimes he sounds a bit like he's, he's going to kill over, like proper yeah, asthmatic yeah. and like really struggling. <laughs> you, you, you were like on it him last time we did a podcast. Know, he was like in be. They're probably like one of my favourite bands of ever. Classics. I love them. But, they, are, they are amazing. But he, he, he did that. Um, the thing that, re- you know, <laughs> redeemed him for me was he did that um, ACDC tour and he sounded amazing. He did sound amazing doing the ACDC stuff, he, 100%. Yeah. Ho- he, Hobo's Axl Rose vocal update. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Hobo says something positive about no, Axl Rose. No, do you know what? <laughs> the thing is, also, what you've got to remember, and you know this, yeah. when you hear something that's recorded from a fucking camera phone, it's probably going to sound shit, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, when we saw Guns N' Roses in, where was it? Queen Elizabeth Park or whatever it was? Yeah, the Olympic Stadium. The Olympic Stadium, like when, when they first done that Not In My Lifetime tour or whatever, he yeah. sounded fucking brilliant. And that, that gig was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So yeah. I just think yeah. maybe like when you use like little phones or whatever to record, it's obviously not going to come out as well yeah, as it is when you're there. Yeah, it sounds yeah. rubbish, doesn't it? I've done videos on iPhones and it sounds crap. Yeah, compared yeah. to being there, yeah, of course, and you can't help yourself sometimes. And you know? then, uh, yeah, and then of course, people post them online, and then people just judge from that performance, don't yeah. they? It's a shame mm. because, yeah, it's nothing like sort of being there in the room, is it? No, 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 that's yeah. right. So, people, yeah, are you um, are you playing any festivals this summer? The five hundred. Um. Yes, uh, we're playing one called is it Purgatory Festival. No, we're not playing any big ones. We're not playing like Download or anything like that, but we've got like quite a few uh, smaller festivals that we're um, playing. And... Oh, we're, we're playing one called, uh, it's a new one um, called Man- Mangata Festival. Oh, okay, I think it's, all right. That's how it's pronounced. And it's uh, Oz Conan. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Palm Reader. Um, who else? Um, my bass player's band. Uh, well, new band. Well, bass player and drummer's new band. Mm-hmm. Like a deathcore band called Draconian Rain. Right, okay. Um, it's, their, it's their, I think it'll be their second gig. Yeah, who Sounds like a Paradise Lost song. What was I this? Draconian, Draconian Times. times yeah, it? That album. Good album. Um, yeah, and then it's like a two-day thing. I don't know who's playing the second day, but yeah, it'll, it'll be wicked. Like, cool. um, tickets are flying off for that one. So Where's I think that? Is that... that is at the old old cold store in Nottingham. Oh, okay, so, cool. Yeah. I've only, I've been Netflix. to, I went to Rock City once, saw Faith No More in 1995 oh. yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah that's mate, the only time i went to roxy the one and only time awesome mate faith no more back then yeah that's when you wanted to see him wasn't it christ yeah 100%. i saw one of their last shows in 90 i think it was yeah 97 phoenix festival yeah. they're all wearing suits and ties it was oh, yeah. mate best best era best era yeah, no, uh, fact, it's so weird because I he literally <laughs> worships Jim Martin more than so, anything. He loves him. He he'd, he'd love to. I want him. Jim Martin to come on the podcast, but I cannot find him 
anywhere on anything or anyone that knows him or anyone's got any kind of contact with him. He's a hermit. He doesn't exist. He's a hermit. Why should I know anyone? But (laughs) (laughs) But, you know what I mean? There's no link to him. Well, I happen to have... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling your leg. Album of the year, though. That was so good. I love that album. And and King for a Day. Yeah, but I I did see them on the Angel Dust tour. Yeah, that is cool. I'll give you With Jim. Who are some of your favourite bands that you've seen? Like when you've been to a gig that's like, literally like blown you away, just like okay. I can't believe how good that was. Um, okay, so I think it was 2014 Soundgarden in Hyde Park, supported nice. by Faith No More and yeah. Motorhead. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they played um, the whole of Super Unknown. Um, Absolutely blown away. Absolutely yeah, blown away. Amazing. Must have been like, incredible. Yeah, that's one of my favourite albums anyway. And to be supported by Faith No More, it's amazing. God, amazing. It's so the, um, I remember seeing uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For like, for like energy, like, yeah, like absolutely incredible. I saw, uh, them, so, I saw them somewhere and it was like, I remember it being a big venue, but it was it wasn't that wide, and I, yeah. I can't remember the guitarist's name. I think it's Ben, someone. All of a right. sudden, he just ran across the stage, ran up the wall, done a backflip while he was playing yeah. guitar, just landed on his yeah. feet, and he was still just fucking riffing. I was like, what "That's the happened? sort of energy I'm talking about, man." Honestly, like another level. Yeah, amazing, but so amazing. Good. A great uh, story with Jerry, world. isn't he? Uh, is he? What, as in, would, in a Jerry, band? Yeah, Greg is um, he's with um, Jerry Cantrell for his new album, for Jerry Cantrell's right, new album. Okay. He does a lot of the backing oh, wow. vocals and stuff, and now he's he's out touring with Jerry. I think they're touring America at the moment, but yeah, he's, he just does like a lot of backing vocals. And they're doing like, for the set, they're doing like six or seven Alice songs, so Greg's doing like all of Lane's parts. It's quite interesting. I've seen wow, some clips. It's, awesome. yeah, it's quite cool. He's got a great voice, hasn't he? Patton was on that um, Irony is a Dead Scene, wasn't he? That's Pat right. And he yeah. did uh, uh, Come to Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Patton's God, mate. Mike Patton, to me. Yeah. He just do it all Barney. Stunning. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of uh, lot of strings on his bow, isn't he? He can, he yeah. can just turn his, mean, turn his mind to anything. I didn't see them when they were all suited up in, like, 1997 and probably top of the game, but when... Uh, I think it was 2009 they played um, Download. Yeah, I was there. And he came on with uh, Reunited. Yeah, Peaches and Cream or whatever it was. Yeah. Mate. That was awesome. Just, just class. And they had like yeah. loads of flats set out on the stage. Amazing, mate. Amazing. Uh, so good. See, seeing Alice in Chains, uh, I didn't see them with Lane, but, uh, you know, um, when, when they first started touring with like... Uh, the new vocalist. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was special. That was amazing. Um, Mastodon so, always impressed me. God, you're not a fan, but I love them. I think they're fantastic, man. Incredible, like, I think. Um, no, I don't like them. Yeah. No, you never have, have you? Mate, there's, there's, so, there's too many bands to mention. There that, is. That, that make you go, oh, my God. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. I, I went and saw a band a couple of weeks ago, or three or four weeks ago, and... I think I caught COVID there, but you did. I tell right. you what, 
<laughs> you did. I don't know whether it was. I don't think it was just because I hadn't been to a gig for so long. But I went and saw this band in London called Turnstile. They're like a hardcore band, but they've yeah, gone. Heard of them, yeah. They've gone a bit poppy. Like their new album yeah. is very different. But yeah, I have never ever like I walked out of that gig and I texted him straight away and I was like, the only way I can describe that was like I'd just seen Nirvana for the first time. That's the way it oh, felt wow. to me. It the was energy. the energy was insane. Like what venue was it? Um, Kentish Town, Kentish Town Forum, and right. you know you've always got like the little hardcore bit at the front where everyone's kicking each other and doing the crowd surfing all that kind of shit. This was yeah. the whole venue, the whole entire venue. There was nowhere you weren't in a pit. It was insane. Amazing. And Amazing. Like, before they come on, it was like Whitney Houston, oh, I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> Every single person in that room was fucking screaming along with this Whitney Houston song. Uh, and then they, they like halfway through, they just came out and started playing. And I've never, ever experienced anything like it. It was insanity. Awesome. But if that you takes... if you haven't listened to this album, glow on, give it a listen. Yeah, Turn put it style. on your list. Turnstile, yeah. yeah. I'd love That's to know what you on, think three, of it. Three on the list now. <laughs> awesome. He's got three or four albums to listen to. He's got to find a shirt. <laughs> this is what I love about music, though, man. Do you know <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, like, obviously, we haven't got the time, but I could literally fucking sit in this room and talk to you about music all night because <laughs> it's easy. Same. It's what brings it everyone together, isn't it? Totally, totally, I no, absolutely. Um, I just wish I had a fridge full of beer, so I could do the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's amazing! It's amazing, well, John. We're gonna we're gonna let you go. We've hammered okay. you enough. We've hammered well, you uh, enough. Uh, when will we see each other again? <laughs> as soon as you find out where Jim Martin lives, <laughs> and you call me. <laughs> when I come- got that shirt, bro. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna send you that. I'm gonna find that picture. I'm gonna send you that a gig or something. Like, yeah, you know, totally. That'd be really cool. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to. I'm gonna see you guys again. I come, mean, I, come I, back I, down to South End or something, man. Come play South End. Yeah, well, I think awesome. I think it's planned anyway, dude. It's cool. just everyone's just stop. Got to stop getting COVID, aren't they? And, yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Fucking COVID. Yeah. Honestly. But, do you know what, mate? Chinna is. Awesome place. It's a great so, venue, isn't it? I've grown up there, we'll, mate. I used we'll to be back there 100%. I used to work there when I was a kid and like just on the door. And then like, you know, I've always played there and it just feels like second home walking into that place for me now. That's yeah, cool. Amazing. But it's a great venue to have locally. I just, just hope it lasts. You know, I mean, it's obviously so many venues just closing down all over the country. And I'm pleased they yeah. obviously so pleased they made it through like everything that was happening and. You know, because yeah. they didn't have any bands on for you know for for fucking ages, same as every venue. Yeah. So it's good that they got yeah, through. It, it did get locked down for a little bit, didn't it? And it was a bit sort of, oh, you know, a lot of bands just fell by the wayside, didn't they? And just quit. Yeah, they, yeah it's, so hard, wasn't it? It was so hard. Like, but you know what? That that the first time we played after it all, it was like eighteen months or something. First gig, and it was like a world on fire album launch. Mm. Uh, that was weird. Like yeah. going, back, like like you said earlier, like getting back on stage after it, it's just like a weird experience. But, like, but didn't your album come out just before? Was it just before lockdown? Yeah, and, we, and you've got your album it. launched fucking eighteen months later. Yeah, That's crazy, isn't yeah. it? You're yeah. thinking, you're thinking like getting ready for the next album. Do you, yeah, do you it, feel? Do yeah. you feel the the COVID took the wind out of your sails? Really, 
Yeah. Do you know what? Or, or you're not really worried. It just is what it is. Gig wise, it did. And we were like, oh, fuck, we can't play shows because like, we all really like playing shows, man, like, as anyone does in a band. But um, we just, we just like, um, sort of did the online thing, really, and just kept it alive that way and just, yeah. you know, did everything but sort of play live, basically, and just kept it, kept it going, new content, trying to keep people interested. And do you know what I mean? Like, what else can you do? You yeah, know what I mean? 100%. Attack the other areas, aren't you? And just sort of get, you know, yeah. It was so, a, it was so, a so many bands took that idea, and I think it probably actually worked out really well for them because, like, one of the yeah. first live streams I watched was the down one, and right. um, and they were charging like fifteen dollars or ten dollars or whatever for a ticket. Yeah. And when you think about it, like, if down came over and played in London, you know, they'd yeah. they'd fill out a venue easily, like I don't know, five six thousand or whatever. But when you're selling tickets online, is there a limit? How many how many no. people could be at that gig? I mean, no, surely, no it's, and there's no overheads, right? Apart from like you know they they've hired out a little theatre in New Orleans or whatever, and they've got a few people yeah. filming. Apart from that, there's not many overheads, right? I mean, the band are getting quite a bit of money there, surely. They're well, not having I, to travel I, here. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to think so. It, I, think it's a good idea i think like, like that it was passed around that we're going to try and do one in the next couple of months yeah yeah, yeah. that'd be cool we'll buy a ticket well we'd come yeah, to a real a show bit, as well weird though isn't it not not playing to any it's like a it's like a it's like a practice but you know people are watching but you i don't know it's weird it's yeah weird. I mean, it's I'm awkward gonna, i'm gonna do it yeah i'm yeah. just gonna just try and smash it but yeah i can imagine it'd be, be awkward but uh a lot of bands did it and i thought they were they were eight, like uh, I think Arm Reader did one, right? Right, and like, like that was pretty cool, like well filmed, and yeah, uh, I think Silosis did one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Isn't well. it, it's interesting, isn't it? Like the way like gigs potentially have kind of changed, and you can put on a yeah. gig, and and also, like, what I found out, like, in the last the, the couple of gigs I've been to since lockdown. How yeah. fucking annoying it is. Wherever you are in a venue, all you're doing is trying to look at the stage and you've got a fucking phone in front of your face. Like, yeah. wherever oh, you go yeah. in the venue, someone's got their fucking phone on the stage and, like, yeah, you've yeah. got a fucking, you know, I don't like bringing them up again, but I am a fan, but obviously, but, um, like, the Placebo, they're, they're doing a tour or they're about to tour the new album and they've they've yeah. banned phones. I know Tool do it as well, but you're not allowed yeah. to take your phone in. I think that's such a good idea. It I is, I really mate. do. Yeah, I mean, it's just great. So I've got my, my audience are just basically not living in the moment. Yeah, They're basically moment, but capturing it to live in it after it's fucking happened. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. It's and weird, that's why you walk on like their live recordings, saying like, "Hey, fucking phone away, knobhead." You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, well, I, we I, got... yeah. I think that's great that phones aren't allowed. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. we got moaned at, didn't we? At Guns of Roses at that Olympic Stadium. Oh, we all went mad. My brother and everyone was just like, oh, yeah, trying yeah. to like mosh and push around and jump up and down yeah. like we did back in the day to GNR. Yeah. And it, all these people like were trying to film it and just turn around going, I've, I've waited for this spot for ages. You look calm down. I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's yeah. not rock and roll, is it? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. it's, like, it's so easy. We want to go mad. Like, yeah. and you're just saying, yeah. calm not, not down. With your phone in your hand, like, watching it through your phone. <laughs> I don't, honestly don't understand. Don't get that, me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You go, you go to a gig or whatever, and you know a good riff's coming up or whatever. 
catch a snippet, share it on the old story, but yeah. don't stand there like some of them literally stand there the whole yeah, time. Yeah, they do fucking they do yeah do whole sets, don't they? That's I just like, I just minutes. I normally like record one minute of the gig. Yeah, yeah, one little one minute clip, and then that's it. I forget about it and just. Have a beer and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, it's nice to but get yeah, like, you do one get photo the people like you think. How how have they got enough battery life to record that much footage? Yeah, it's crazy. On a fucking iPhone. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hundred percent fucking yeah. iPhones. Mine's yeah. nearly dead. <laughs> John, it's been so good chatting to you. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to let us ramble on about shit. Mate, and I, all you know, good, all good. I was thinking about your next album and, and your next song titles. And yeah. I think fire fungus. What, what the fuck is that? From when he said that their fungus in the, in the woods catches a light. Yeah. The moss. Or we could call it fire moss. John, if you go to your band and tell them you want to write a song called fire moss, I fully expect they are going to fucking kick you out. No, don't no, do it. Don't not. do it. It's going to happen. Fire, fire moss. moss. The, the, they, they always take the piss out of me for being a camper. Do they? They're, yeah, they're all. They're, I'll be like, I'll be like, all right, boys. Yes, sorry, I was, uh, I was camping. Oh, I didn't know you fucking like camping, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's an actual camping podcast featuring you. Exactly. And tents and tarps yeah. and. You forests. could actually start the first camping podcast. You could get some famous campers on. Yeah, I'd love to do that. That'd be amazing. That would be, that'd be, it I mean, probably isn't it would any be a niche market, right? Yeah, there probably isn't I, any I camping never, podcasts. I, I was thinking about doing like a, um, like you know, like some of them, like you, like you got YouTube channels and stuff, and like, okay, so here I am today in the Peak District. I'm going to go up to the top of here and fucking camp here. I was thinking about doing one, but like sort of making it metal based and like yeah. people will love it. I think it's a great a idea. Of select beers up there and like, yeah, no fires because the, the, the moss is flammable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No fires, yeah. Fire moss. Um, yeah, but if, oh, he's giving you the chorus. If I said fire moss and was and they were like, "What's that about, John?" And I'd be like, "Well, it's about the fucking moss that can catch fire if you fucking light a fire in the peak." Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you like camping, John. <laughs> it's a no, then. <laughs> fire moss is not. I'll keep going to happen. myself when I start my side project. Yeah. yeah. I'm still going to hashtag this. a good Fire band Moss. name. I like it as a band name, Fire Moss. That Fire works. Moss. That works. Yeah. <laughs> we could start a band, Fire Moss. Let's do it. I'm well up for that. Oh, mate. You'd have me, to come down to South End. This is our rehearsal room, but you'd have to come down to South End to rehearse. Are you up for that every week? Yeah. A couple of times, three times a week? Three times. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Bit of a trek. <laughs> could be good, though. You never know. We could all dress up as gnomes or something. Dog, he's, getting off, he's getting off track here. <laughs> We, like you know, he's going off grid. But no, no, no but, the no, man's going no, off no, grid, no, no. which could be good. Hear me out. Look what happened to Ghost because they were dressed up as fucking satanic monks and shit. Look what happened to them. If we dress up as moss-covered gnomes, it'll kick off. I swear no, to God, we'll be playing, playing Brixton by fucking next Thursday. <laughs> I'm up for it. <sighs> Who's with me? I'm down. Yeah, I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a no from me. <laughs> I don't mind going there. If you, want to, if you want to go down camping in general, John, we'll go and have a look at the tents and stuff. I'm up, I'm up for it. <laughs> Get some <Wow>. fire lighters. <laughs> well, I don't know how to end the uh, this podcast as we can just go on no, it, talking guys, about camp. 
talking to you. Andrew, thank you so much. Like I say, I just, spending I just your want time. to hook up in person and just have a few beers now. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm totally up for it. Next time you're anywhere near us, London or something, we'll come and yeah, come and meet up let with me, you. Well, let me know. We'll sort out like guest list or whatever, and we'll just have a few beers in it and just excellent. That'll be fantastic. We'd very much enjoy that. Yeah, just totally, let me mate. know if you're anywhere near you. Yeah. Well, we can keep an eye on it. Now, if anyone wants to obviously follow the 500, they're on Instagram and you update it all the time, don't you? You know, mm-hmm. you can always see where you're playing on there. Exactly that. You certainly can, yeah. But we're in Liverpool tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, with a band called Death Blooms and As Everything Unfolds. Uh, I think we're on, well, there was a band supposed to be before us, but they pulled out. So I think we're on first. It's going to get messy. It's going to be a wicked gig. So, yep. Blinding. And they're airing the new song, Firemast. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, if I can Imagine that. At the end of the gig, you just grab an acoustic guitar and just start no, if, if, I can get, if I can get somebody to film it, I'll change the title of the song tomorrow. And, and, and I'll, I'll just, I just won't tell the band. <laughs> Sounds called Firemast. <laughs> that would be so it. funny. If I can get somebody to film it, I'll send it you. Awesome. That'd be so good, mate. I really would. Uh, Cheers, John. We'll look forward to that beer. Excellent. Definitely. Definitely. Let me me know and we'll go from there. Blinding. Blinding. Cheers, John. Have a good gig tomorrow and have a great weekend, buddy.